My name is Rich. I'm here with Jim. Good morning. Good afternoon. Yeah, these it guys is. are going it's too af- fast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we have a great topic, Jim. Today, it's it's a topic that you got to listen to the whole program <laughs> because the 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 title might uh, throw you a little bit. But uh, please listen. Um, it's exciting. It is. That's all I can say. It's very, very exciting when you when you get the revelation of what we're going to talk about here today. And the topic is: we are divine beings. Wow! Are you saying you're God? Just, just listen. Just listen to all the scriptures. Listen to what we're saying, and uh, trust me, uh, you will get blessed. There's no question about it. Um, We at Kingdom Building have talked a lot about our true identity and who God says we are. You know, it doesn't matter who someone else says you are. It doesn't even matter who you say who you are. The only thing that matters is who God says we are. And and many, including Jim and I, um, have believed a lie about who we truly are. We've been told that, you know, we're dirty, rotten sinners and saved by grace and whatever. Um, but only God, God can only create us from himself. And there is nothing in God but love, goodness, and purity. So if he created us, let us create man in our own image, then... It, he, he had to have created us not as fallen beings. Yeah, yeah, Adam and Eve fell in the beginning. There's no question about it. But they did, he didn't create them in a fallen state, right? Yeah, well, in Genesis, didn't he say when he, when he did his creation, he, he looked at it and said it was good, it was very good? Yeah. So he didn't say, uh-oh, oh, I made man, a mistake. Oh, man, I messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, it's all about his abundant grace. We learn, you know, depravity and sinning by being in a fallen lower realm. It's, it's, it's not something you were created that way. Like some people say, oh, well, we were created in sin. Well, I'm sorry, God doesn't create sin. He created us perfect, and we live in this lower realm. We are not living in the heavenly realms. We can, but if we're going to choose to live in a fallen lower realm, then yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying that, oh, wow, if we live in the heavenly realms, we'll never sin. Well, I guess that is a true statement, If you define the word sin. Yeah, it's missing the mark. Right. That's all it is. It's just missing the mark. But I will tell you today, you, me, Jim, we've always been and always will be divine beings. And if you listen to the program, you'll see how this all comes about because it's really great. It's exciting to to, uh, know that that you are divine. What does divine mean? It means godlike. Godly, the nature of God. We've had programs where we said that that we have his nature. 
We used to sing a song, I got the life of God in me. I got his life, his nature, and his ability. I got the life of God in me. So it's there, folks. It's there. Jim, before I get into this scripture, any comment? Um, no, I, I had a few running through my mind, but then I got I started chasing a rabbit here in this poem <laughs> book. Uh, but no, you're right. Um, God does not create imperfection, no. period, because God himself is perfect. And uh, frankly, uh, I know that it's difficult sometimes to get your mind wrapped around this, but when God looks at you, he sees you as part of a new creation mm-hmm. that he created. And that's the reason why Jesus, when he walked the earth, he could say to his disciples, and that, be ye perfect mm-hmm. as your heavenly Father is perfect. Uh, you know, if the Lord was walking uh, alongside of you right now, he'd look at you and he'd say, be ye perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Jesus wouldn't tell them to be perfect if they didn't have that ability uh, to walk in perfection. It's just that they didn't have their minds recreated at that time or renewed uh, to the exact creation that they really were. That's how, uh, like Rich quoted before, where Jesus said, you are gods. Um, he, he, Jesus got into a lot of problems with the, the religious people because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were saying, you yourself make, you, make yourself out to be God. And Jesus replied with, uh, well, the scriptures declare that ye are gods. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if we came out from God, then that means that we are sons of God. So God wants us to see really what this new identity of being a son in Christ, um, what it really entails. And I think that's what Rich and I are going to be talking about this, this afternoon. Yeah, Jim, you were quoting um, in Psalms 82.6, if anybody needs to know yep. know what that where that came from. Uh, it says, uh, ye are gods, and all of you Our are son. children yeah. of the Most High. Right. So that's where he got that. So we, we don't want to throw stuff out there without the backing that, yeah, you this, know. This can all be backed by scriptures. All, everything we're yeah. going to do today is going to be backed by yeah. scriptures. And, um, but it also makes good sense, Jim. I mean, with or without the scriptures, it, it just makes common sense. You, mm-hmm. you know, we have children, and those children are part of us. Mm-hmm. They have the same... DNA and the blood coursing through their veins and whatever. So, well, this scripture, Jim, just took my breath away. This this is a powerful, wonderful scripture. I've been chewing on this for a few days here, and it's in 2 Peter 1.4. And it says, and because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature. Whoop, there you go. There you go. He has these promises he's given you enables you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desire. That is a powerful scripture. He's given us escape because he shared his divine nature. Now, what's that word, you know, share? If, if, 
If I'm gonna, if I've got a apple and I cut it in half and I share it with someone, guess what? It's still the same apple, but we're both eating it. Mm-hmm. But it's the same apple. Mm-hmm. I like how the Passion Bible says, through the power of these tremendous promises, we can experience partnership with the divine nature. Yeah, wow. Partnership. You're mm-hmm. a partner with God. I know that that just almost seems imp- impossible to wrap your mind around, but it's true. It is so true. And it is impossible, but all things are possible with God. Exactly. Yeah. And then the King James says, partakers of his divine nature. All three translations are saying the same thing. The words shared partnership, I mean the words partnership, shared, and partakers say the same thing. Let's look at the first one and and break that one down. The first one is, we have been enabled to share in his divine nature. God has helped us accomplish something that we could not accomplish by ourselves. We have been equipped and enabled to possess his authority here on earth. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. On earth. You don't have to wait until you die and go up in heaven and whatever. It's here on earth. He, he wants us to share. and he, he has enabled us and equipped us to possess his authority here on earth. Isn't, we, that, isn't that one of the main reasons, though, that Jesus came to earth as yeah. the prototype of what a son should be and what a son looks like? Yeah. Yeah. That's the part of the finished work. Yeah, it is. It is. We have his life, his character, and his ability. He's given that to us. Now let's look at the second one. The next one says we can experience partnership with his divine nature. Doesn't the Bible say that we are joint heirs with Christ? That's a partnership. If, if you go into business with someone and it's just two of you, you share equally as a partner the business. So we are joint heirs. We have an inheritance. And again, you don't have to wait till you die to realize and experience that inheritance. Well, I think people, uh, I think that people understand that something very unusual and something very new and creative happened to them the day that they received Christ into their heart. We don't have a total understanding. I know that when the Lord revealed himself to me many decades ago, I didn't realize what had happened to me. All I knew is that I was a new creature, but I didn't know what that new creature entailed or what it involved. I I didn't know that the old Jimmy had passed away and died with Jesus Christ and was buried, and I had been resurrected to a new life, not the old life, but the new life. And I think this is the point that God is really trying to drive home to his, his people today, his, his sons and his daughters today, is that when you got born again, you just started the journey. And I think the problem with most religious teachings is they teach us basically, yes, you're born again, you're saved, you're going to heaven, but now you have to hold on until you die, and then you'll inherit all your inheritance— 
And and the Lord is saying, no, I am the resurrection, and when I'm in you, you are now entitled to this inheritance right here and now. And and when we start receiving and understanding that, there's going to come a joy about God's people and a victory in God's people that I believe much of the world is not seeing now. I, you know, a lot of times we see a lot of frowning faces and you know, a lot of us don't even want to go to church if the truth be known. <laughs> you know, I hate to say it, but, um, you know, where's, where's the joy and the victory in this new life in Christ? And, and God wants us to start seeing that by the Spirit, uh, this joy and this new life that he's imparted. You know, when you were talking, I felt the Lord just saying, you know, the things of that you can see, the natural, yeah. is temporal. It's temporary. Sure. The things you can't see are eternal. Mm-hmm. So if it sounds really funny what I'm about to say, but if if when you got born again and and you the new creation came forth, if your whole body changed, it'd be easier to accept sure. what we're talking about today sure. because yeah. you would be completely different. Yeah. But because it's an inside work yeah. that's being done, right. And the outside looks the same, just just the way we... Always viewed ourselves. Yeah, and the way we judge other people. Well, you know, like these people that go to prison and they have a born-again experience and be, oh, yeah, he got religion. Because he looks the same Mm -hmm. as that whatever person that went in. Mm -hmm. But the work is being done inside. And when the work's being done inside, you can't see it. Yeah. It manifests to the outside, but people can then say, well, that's fake. You know, he's just, he's an actor, you know. Well, all I can tell you is this scripture nails it as far as this partnership with God. Uh, and it's in Romans eight seventeen. It says, and since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. There you go, right there. <laughs> it didn't say when you die. Right. I come that you might have life. Never once does he ever say, I come that you might have death. Yeah. Never, ever. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. Wow. I know. That wow. If that doesn't take your breath away, then you don't have any breath. <laughs> yeah, I heard one preacher said we're the himself company. I yeah, like that. Yeah. With the himself company. We are the physical manifestation of Christ in the earth. You know, I once heard a preacher say, and rightfully so, what happens if you took the body of Christ off the earth? Where is God then? See, <laughs> God needs this manifestation of himself in us, in us, so the world creation can see the new creation. Yeah, that's the revealing of the sons of God that's occurring right now. Romans 8. Yeah. Yeah. Romans 8. 19, I think. Anywhere, anyway, it says, For indeed, we are heirs of God himself, and since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. That's hard to get your what's, mind wrapped around. What's, what's left? Yeah. Is there anything that, that we're not privy to? goes on to say, you are not alone in your journey. Praise the Lord. 
<laughs> I don't want to be alone in this journey. I want him there all the time, and he is. He will never leave you or forsake you. We are one with him. We experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. Now, I've heard people mis I don't know, translate, whatever, misinterpret this, but I felt the Lord gave me a, a very uh, strong word about that suffering part because, you know, you got a lot of people out there saying, well, if you're not suffering, Jim? You're not making any progress in the Lord. <laughs> and I don't think that's what it's saying here, Jim. I mean, there's only one stipulation, and that is that we accept his sufferings. His sufferings. It doesn't say our sufferings, does it? said he paid the price for us. That we accept his sufferings as our own. Well, guess what? The Bible says that we were crucified with Christ. Did that mean that you... Someone put you up on a cross and nailed your hands and legs to the cross? No. It means we accept the fact that we and Jesus, the, the death occurred and resurrection life came forth. Well, Paul did say, I was crucified with Christ. Right. It's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth there in me. There you go. And that's the same with the suffering. Yeah. I don't believe, and I'm not saying you want, you're going to go through this life without yeah, suffering. I'm not saying that bit. at all. Yeah, right. I'm just saying that it's not like, well, if I'm not suffering, I must not be close to God. Yeah. If I'm not suffering, I must not be you know, moving along and and growing in God and yeah. growing. Yeah, although yes. we do grow through we the do things that we suffer. Yeah, I, I, I hey, I man, have I suffered at times? We I were mean, talking about that this morning on the phone. We were, and and you know, when you get to a point where nothing matters anymore, you give up almost. That's that's the worst of suffering is that you don't even care anymore whether you there or not. There may be some people listening to your voice right now that are there, yeah. Rich. Well, let me tell you, if you'd have seen me, what, 16, 17 years ago and you see me now, um, you will get through whatever you're going through right now. And I love it. It's like you're going to go through it. You're not going to stop and remain there. You're going to go through it. Yeah. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And that's all it is. It's just shadows. It's things that the mind tells us that are not the truth. Yeah. They're shadows. They're, they're just dark shadows. And when you believe into that stuff, you will bring suffering upon yourself. No doubt. You know? So what does it all mean to uh, accept his sufferings? Well, it's all about believing and experience, experiencing his suffering by the Spirit. We're not talking about physical suffering here. As I said earlier, yes, that, that's going to happen as you go through life. There's going to be suffering. But that's not what the Lord's talking about here. No, he said, in the world you will have tribulation, yes. but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. That's right. That's right. So anyway, that's good news. that was good news when the Lord showed me that, that. It's not that I have to suffer. It's accepting his sufferings. Yeah, by faith. Yeah. As my own. 
Mm-hmm. There's a difference there. Mm-hmm. You it, have to see it little, by the Spirit. Yeah, you have yeah, to you see do. it by the Spirit you for do. sure. Well, let's go to the third and final one. And then, um, Jim, if you have a poem or something, then we'll take a break and then we'll come back. But the third one we talked about in the King James says, partakers of his divine nature. The definition of the word partaker is sharing, back to the word sharing again, sharing something with someone else. That's a partaker. God has shared himself with us. Jesus said, Father, make them one as you and I are one. You, you, can't, you can't come up with an example of sharing that's any better than that. That's as good as it gets right mm-hmm. there. So, Jim, do you have uh, something before we take a break? Um, actually, I don't think I do right now. There's okay, a, you want to wait on here. the poems? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. <laughs> 